The FT. Supporters of Thailand's exiled former Prime Minister Thaksin Shinawat have swept to power in a resounding election victory. Thaksin's younger sister Yingluck, who heads the winning Pue Thai Party, says she's agreed a coalition deal with four minor parties that will give her incoming government a comfortable majority. On the line with me is the FT's Bangkok correspondent Tim Johnston to discuss what happens next. Tim, how has Yin Luck's victory gone down in Bangkok? I think there's a lot of scepticism, but there's also a lot of hope. She's got a very difficult job. She needs to balance the worries of the elite of the establishment who backed her opposition in the election and are very, very leery of anything to do with her brother Taksin. Uh, who they, of course, removed in that coup in 2006. But against that, she has to balance the expectations, the very high expectations of her support base. They've been promised uh, a lot of electoral goodies. They've been promised tablet PCs. They've been promised a hike in the minimum wage. But also they've been promised justice for the last five years of establishment behavior, particularly uh, last April and May when 91 people were killed in anti-government protests in Bangkok. Uh, Most of Bangkok is trying to see which way she's going to go. She's opened very well. This coalition that she's built is a sign that she's willing to work with others, but it's also a sign that uh, she's not to be toyed with. She does have a very strong popular mandate, and uh, she will stand up, I suspect, to any pressure that is put on her. How likely is it that Taksin will make a political comeback? I think he wants to return to Thailand, and I think he probably would love to be a kingmaker. Whether he actually wants to come back into power as prime minister, I don't know. I think probably he's always said that he doesn't want to come back. And I think he's probably, on this occasion, telling the truth. I think he realizes that he is too divisive a figure. In the last 24 hours, he's been broadcasting regularly, saying he wants to be part of the solution rather than part of the problem. And that, I think, is tied in with his willingness to delay his return to Thailand until it is the right time. He said before that he would try and get back for his daughter's wedding, which is in November. But it seems now that he might be willing to wait a little bit longer if it will allow his sister to create a stronger relationship with the forces that are somewhat sceptical about his motives. And how could she pave the way for his return? Well, Mr. Taxon has been convicted three times and His sister has been talking about an amnesty for political crimes, which would pave the way for him to be able to return. It's highly contentious. Certainly one of the issues that the opposition of the Democrat Party were hitting very hard during the electoral process was the idea that Mrs. Yingluck is basically trying to whitewash her brother's record. And that had a very strong resonance, I think, among his supporters. Of course, they lost the election, but they're still a force to be reckoned with. They still have 160 seats in Parliament, and also they have a lot of informal power among the barracks and boardrooms and palaces and bureaucracy in Bangkok. So I think she will be looking at ways of gently normalising the idea perhaps of an amnesty and then raising the issue of whether her brother will return. So a lot hinges on her management of taxin, but what other challenges has she is she facing now? She's sort of sandwiched between the possibly irreconcilable expectations of an establishment that are very nervous and her own supporters. And I think on the subject of things like uh, reconciliation, I think 
her supporters want justice. They want to find out who killed those 91 people last year. But that would involve the army basically confessing that they were responsible. And I don't think they're ever going to be happy with that. It's going to be a very, very difficult line to tread if she isn't going to anger some very, very powerful forces in this country and possibly set up a, a, a new cycle of public protests and possibly a coup. It, it's noticeable that actually only one prime minister in the last 78 years has ever finished a term, and that is her brother Taksin Chinwat in his first term, 2001 to 2006. What's the army's response been so far? The army's been making the right noises. The uh, outgoing defence minister, General Bowen, said that he had spoken to the army and they accepted the result. But they are uncertain allies, I think, on this. They see their job as protecting Thailand and take that remit very, very broadly. And I think they will step in should things get past a certain point. But I think we're still quite a long way from that point. If they want to remove the government, there are a number of judicial routes they could go down. There are a number of other methods they could use before they step in with the tanks. And of course, the global environment is very different now from the way it was in 2006, particularly post-Arab Spring, it would be very difficult, I think, for Western governments to overlook the sort of coup that we saw in 2006. And this is a country which relies on exports for 65% of its GDP, and sanctions would be a terrible blow to the economy. So I think, I mean, the army is definitely a force to be reckoned with, but I don't think they're an immediate threat, because I think they will stand back and see which way this develops before they move in. And turning briefly to the economy, uh, Thailand has struggled a lot with inflation. What has Yin Luck said she's going to do about that? Well, this is part of the problem. Most of the inflation, which hit 4.1% in June, headline inflation, is imported. The Bank of Thailand's been putting up its base rates to try and control it, but it hasn't been terribly effective. The fear is that these promises of largesse, the minimum wage rises, the increases in social security, there are a lot of promises out there which are going to be expensive and are going to inject money into the economy. The Bank of Thailand has been warning that this will fuel inflation. And I think that is probably a long-term worry. Certainly, one of the analysts that I was talking to was fearful that it could feed a sort of vicious circle of you would have, uh, you'd raise the minimum wage, it would raise inflation, which would raise demands for a new minimum wage hike. And so you get into a cycle of inflation, which would be extremely damaging. But I think we're still in early days. The global economy is slowing, and that will take some of the pressure off inflation. And also, I suspect that there are quite a lot of these political promises, as in any election campaign, that won't be fulfilled in the final accounting. What do you think this means for investors? The markets were up today. Certainly, I mean, investors were a little bit nervous earlier on. They were expecting a Democrat victory. And then when Mrs. Yingluck started to take a lead, they got a little bit nervous and withdrew some money. But the reception today has been very good. I mean, I think what people are looking at is the fact that the overall majority allied with this very powerful coalition that she's put together has achieved some sort of stability. And that's what they're looking for. And certainly money has started to come back in. And I think that is reassuring, and I think the markets are reassured. Thailand is, is uh, sold at a discount to the rest of the Southeast Asian markets of about between 15 and 20 percent on forward PE. And I think that there, you know, that we might see that that's going to be eroded over the next few weeks, but it is going to be contingent on this continuing political risk if the establishment, which is a wild card in this particular equation, 
moves in, I think things could change. But I think for the moment, they're, they're pretty bullish. That was Tim Johnston in Bangkok. For more downloads, go to ft.com forward slash podcasts.